welcome to week two with Django. Um, this is our new series on how to raise up your dream service puppy or just your dream puppy if you're not looking for a service dog. Good boy. And I'm going to work with him a bit today because he's ready to work right now. And then I'm going to talk with you about what he's been doing this past week. So he turned 10 weeks on Sunday. Today's Tuesday. So he's a little over 10 weeks. 10 weeks and two days. What we're working on right now is focus. So we've been building Clicker. This is a Gary Wilkes Mega Click Clicker. It's one of my favorites because it has the Audi, but it's loud. And it has the finger strap too, so I can hook it like this and use it. Push it with my thumb right there. Okay. <clears throat> and we have treats. We just finished. These are one of my favorites. These are Merrick Power Bites um, salmon. They're pretty decent size, so sometimes I will break them up. And then I also have some of this, um, the Tricky Trainer's Chewy Liver. Um, these he loves. They stink. He loves them. Uh, uh, come here. Hold on a second. Rich or somebody, I'm not naming names, Rich, <clears throat> left the sock drawer open. And Django just fetched the sock out of the sock drawer. So there. Sorry about that. No more socks and puppy mouth. Um, so what we're doing right now is working on um, autofocus. <clears throat> First, I've got to apologize. I am sick. I've got my water. I've got my Kleenex. So you're going to be hearing me drinking and blowing and coughing <laughs> all throughout today's. But it's too important to let this week skip. Um, so <clears throat> we're going to do it anyway. Even though I sound like death, I do apologize. <clears throat> Jenga. Touch. So he knows touch, which is my hand in his nose, bumps up against my hand. For look, what I'm doing is with hands still, he looks at me and then I click and then I move for the treat. Okay. Now I'm all out of my merits, so I'm on my tricky trainers right now. So I can hold these up. Okay, and that doesn't matter. I want him to still look at me. So he so I'm going to toss a little handful on the back so I can talk to you for a second. Uh, so the look, I'm not going to beg for it. I'm not holding a thing up here. I'm not, look at me, look at me, look at me with jazz hands. It is look if I need it. Um, and look is look at me, not look at really anybody else. And that one is more capturing the behavior than anything else. And as you can see, I can do it while I do a webinar and a podcast. How cool is that? The other thing is he's ready for it is I can hold up the food. He looks at that. He looks at me. He gets it. Now, if he's struggling with it, I can and make kissy noises, and that's going to teach him to look at me as well. As soon as he looks, I can click. He looks away. It doesn't matter. I clicked. Click ends the behavior. And actually, I kind of want him to jump up on me, so I'm going to show you some of what we're doing right here. So there he is. And afterwards, he can jump up, he gets his treat. Or maybe I toss it. But this is hugely important. We will spend so many hours by the time it's all said and done just working on focus work. So he learns that in order to get whatever he wants, all he has to do is look at me. So he's looking all around. There we go. Uh, this is something I'll do when I'm on the phone. I'll do when we're out in public with him. And it's fantastic. So we have, so far we've talked about touch and look. 
sit. He's learning to sit very well. Here's a little fun story about the bathroom. You guys ready? Super fun story about the bathroom. Jenny, you want to go outside and go potty? Go outside. Go outside and go potty. Um, he comes into the bathroom with me, and he grabs my shorts and wants to, to eat my shorts, which isn't fun. And he gets his teeth caught up in them, and I'm like, stop it. So what did I do? I have a clicker and a treat bag in the bathroom. So whenever I go into the bathroom, he comes in with me, and he knows it's trading time. So I turn the bathroom into a place where he can play tug of war with my shorts and my underwear to it's now training time. Or he'll grab the shower curtain and pull like he didn't know what to do in there. So now it became training time. So that's <coughs> the sit, the touch, the look. Those are the big ones. Now, like I said, I do apologize, guys. With Gypsy, I feel like I was pushing her a lot harder. And we got a lot more done with her. Her first couple of weeks, um, she was on to a few different things. We had already taken her on multiple places. We haven't done that with Django. And you know what? That's okay. You know, they're two different dogs. And I'm sick right now. I've been sick since uh, Friday or Saturday. So I haven't been able to take him out as much. He's gone to Walmart that I talked about last week. And then he went to a free comic book day on Saturday, um, which is always in May. It's usually the first Saturday of May, I believe. Um, so you can check that out for next year. But uh, Rich and Luke wanted to check out this comic book shop we had just heard about up in Ocala. So we went up there, and uh, and I took him with us. So he rode in the back seat of the Jeep with Rich and Luke. You know, Luke for most of the way up, and then Rich for the way back. Um, instead of being in his crate. And then it, while they went inside and shopped, I stayed outside with him. No, he did bark at some people. Uh, it was more like, hey, look at me down here than, you know, hey, I'm going to kill you. But I still don't want him to do that. Um, he was also extremely tired. I have noticed he is extremely cranky whenever he's tired. Um, so, you know, we're working on getting him more sleep. So me being sick yesterday or the day before, one of them, and then today he's been getting a lot more sleep. And then he's much more pleasant just to be around. He's a much more pleasant dog. So that's something, guys, that everyone forgets is the dogs need way more sleep than what we're what we imagine they need. Puppies really should be sleeping probably close to 20 hours a day. And you're like, well, that's a long time. Well, yeah, but that's four hours of outside activeness. And really, even if you say, okay, how about they sleep 16 hours a day? Like I'm all on board for that. But if your puppy's still cranky, just give him some time out. So I'll put him in his crate to take a nap. And sometimes he doesn't want to take a nap. And he's like, well, I don't want to do that. I don't care. As long as he doesn't have to go potty. And usually if he has to go potty, he'll whine. If he doesn't want to go potty, he'll like dig on the bottom of the crate or, you know, like mess around a little bit. But if he has to potty, he'll whine. Oh, I want to say it was Saturday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Thursday night, some, some night. He, and he didn't have to go potty. Okay. So then he he pees in his crate. So I'm like, okay, fine, go outside. And I clean up the pee. And I get him back in. And I put him in his crate. And he whines again and he poops. I'm like, are you kidding me? So I go and I try to get him outside so I can clean it up. And he, uh, he kept trying to come back in. Before I can get the door shut, he's coming back in. So finally, I'm like, whatever. But by this point, because the sickness was starting to hit me, I'm so dizzy. I fall on the floor. 
Zoe comes running over for pets. Gypsy's right there. And Django comes running up to me and is jumping on my chest, climbing on me because he wants to play and he thinks that's super fun. So when I come around, I, I uh, slowly get up and, and get his crate cleaned out. But that's really been his, his main accident. So then we had a client come out and I put him in his crate back here and he peed. Um, but if I can keep an eye on him, He's usually good in his crate. Keep it on him. If Luke can keep it on him, he's good in his crate. And he's not having potty accidents, which is really nice. Um, at night, he gets up. He needs to get up once during the night. I usually get up a second time, so then he gets up a second time because I'm going to let him out. Um, but potty training has come along very well. Uh, I told you, he rode in the Jeep. No accidents. He didn't pee the entire time we were gone. So I thought that was really nice. Um, and he was not in the crate. He was just on the seat. <coughs> excuse me, but that's only because <clears throat> I had Richard Luke back there to, to keep him occupied. You know, I'm not going to do that with, with nothing to keep him occupied. Uh, we are working on naming crate, uh, you know, load up or, or kennel up or whatever you want to call it, but we're working on naming it instead of just putting them in there. Sometimes I'll drop some treats in and he'll go in to get it or I'll tell him crate and I'll drop some treats in and he'll go in and get it. I mean, he really didn't care for it. Now he's, I'm not feeling good. So he's in his crate quite a bit. Um, and then Rich has been busy all day with everything that's going on. Uh, prong collar. He's been doing the prong collar, especially for outing. I um, we went to the comic book store. He, um, he was on his prong and his e-collar. He does have a Martin system e-collar. It's a medium size and it fits him really well. So he, uh, he had that on and, introduced it to him the lowest level tap treat tap treat tap treat and then just started him just started him with it and it worked out really well and again guys i do this this is what we do is we we do dogs on e-collar this is your first dog don't start him on e-collar at 10 weeks old unless you're working with me or somebody who knows how to do it because a lot of times people um don't understand how to do it and they only use the e-collar as a punishment tool instead of a communication tool we're using it as communication uh, we're also working on turning sit into sit stay hi honey do you have a bag for personal belongings that was what all their toys came in remy um remy's owner brought a whole bunch of uh is that like when they toys. escaped from prison yep no that's from uh, whenever she's been in the hospital i'm sure now he just said all the dogs in. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. Um, so we turn sit into sit, stay by. Whenever he's sit, here, I'll show you. You want to see how we turn sit into sit, stay? Let's see if I can get him over here. Jenga, over here. Oh, he just left. Uh. <coughs> yeah, let me tell you, and then we'll do it. Sit. Treat, room service deliver right to his, his mouth so he doesn't have to move. Sit, room service deliver the treat. Click, he comes to me, he puts his little paws out. Because remember guys, the click ends the behavior and releases the dog from the behavior. So instead of good, which is what we have been using, one of the Nipopo things, you guys take notes for Nipopo. One of the Nipopo things is don't use good because what does good mean? And how many dogs really know sit? 
um, for a lot of the dogs, sit or down mean do something different from what you're doing. So try this with your own dog as you're watching. Tell your dog to sit. When your dog's going to sit, tell your dog to sit again and see what he does and tell me what he does. A lot of dogs will look at you silly, like, what? Or they'll down. If your dog downs and your dog doesn't know that sit means sit, right? So we want them to know that sit means sit and down means down. So how we extend out the sit and the down um, to sit, stay, and down, stay, and you can do the same exact thing for place because those are the three stationary exercises, is sit, treat, sit, treat, click, release. So like I said, I'll show you whenever he comes up. Or, Zoe, you want to do it? Here's a. Zoe, come here. See right here? That's old Zoe. Sit. Room service. Uh-uh. Here. Here, okay, go away. Sit. We'll do roof. There's roof. Sit. Click, release, okay? So sit, room service, sit, room service. And as many times as you want to. If you want to do it once, if you don't want to do it three or four times, it's up to you. But sit, room service to extend it out. Click, release, okay? So I'm going to do too much training before he like that. Okay, go, go away. Django's back. Let's see if we can get him. Django, over here. Because we are just starting this with him. Come here. Sit. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. That is if he does wrong. Sit. Room service. Sit. Room service. Sit. Room service. Quick. And he moves. Okay? Try that with your dog. You could do it, like I said, for the sit, for the down, for the place. Um, we're also working on capturing the down with him. So if he uh, is lies down for whatever reason, I'm trying not to lure him. So it's a little bit harder. It's a little bit harder um, to, uh, to get it. Those sit pays and he's not sure if down pays as well. So I have to make down pay better. So if he lays down on his own, I'll show you what I do. Oh my God, he's so cute. If he looks at me, I can click for that. Um, okay, so we got some questions. I'm gonna answer some of these questions. Deb asks, click isn't marking and naming the behavior and task. So what the click does is it marks it and it releases it. So he's sitting, looking at me. <coughs> I click, <clears throat> he, he, I need him to get up to get the treat. So that's where this pause up that he does a lot. I'm fine with that, I love it because <clears throat> he's released from the behavior, right? So he sits, click. I want him to jump up before I move my hands actually because he knows that it ends behavior. So if I go to name it, he's in position, sit, and then I'm gonna click. Okay, so that's how I start naming it, is when he's in that position, sit, click, and he's up to get his treat. Okay, as he's getting it, I think he's going to do it. I can bet money he's going to do it. Sit. 
I'm going to say it before he does it. Now you've got to watch your hand signals here because the hand signals he's going to watch more than the words that you're saying. Sit. Sit. So all this is is a way to extend out and market. My my throat, I I get laryngitis like once a year and I can't talk. So if I rely on my yes or my break every time, I can't train it all during that time because I can barely talk. This type of stuff with the clicker is nice because I can keep having a conversation while I train my dog. And we do this especially out in public whenever people start coming up to us. Um, thank you, guys. He's so cute. He's the cutest pup ever. Uh, great way to teach duration. But so the click doesn't mean anything other than yes, I like that. So if you want to think of it this way, clicker is like the shutter button on a camera. The dog's in position, and you could take a picture of that and say, that's a sit. That's a down. That's a look at me. That's the picture that you want to take. That's when you push the click. Once you push that click, just like after a photo is taken, the people can move. This isn't Harry Potter where they have moving pictures, right? So you want them to move afterwards. I don't want the click to mean duration. I don't want him to sit while I click, 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 click. Because then how, how do I stop it and say, okay, you don't have to sit anymore, okay? So the click has to stop the behavior. So that's where you can do good, 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 good. Or you're bridging. Or just good, good, good. Click to end it. But like I said, repeating in this instance is what um, Bart and Michael Bellin do. That's what we're starting and trying because that's the neat popo way. Okay. Any other clicker questions, guys, please ask. I've been clicker training for a long time. But everyone's a little bit different. I had my first trainer who used a clicker, and I had already been using it, but this is the first, first trainer I've gone to who used a clicker. She told me as my dog's going through a rally course, it was to click every time my dog was right. And then at the very end, she got a treat. I'm like, that's not how you do it. Now, once they get it, I don't have to click and treat every time. I can click, 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 treat maybe. But that's once they get it and it's solid. Okay. Um, do you tether him to you? I don't because I'm lazy. <laughs> um, but he usually is right. And he's really good at following me. Gypsy, I tether a little bit more because she would wander a little bit more. But he pretty much stays right by me. If I go to leave, he's going to be right at my feet. So for him, it's a bigger thing of making sure I'm not stepping on him than making sure he's with me. Uh, you know, he does get a little bit of freedom. He gets a little more freedom than what I usually recommend. Uh, but, you know, it all depends. So right now, you see the doors open because there's a doggy door that goes outside. So if any of them, because all my four dogs are in here, they have to go potty, they can just head out. And now, you want to see what they're doing? Gypsy loves him, and he, she puts up with so much. She's going to be an amazing mama. But, yeah, so they'll, they'll play bitey face quite a bit. So it's playtime. So I'm not going to be like, no, look at me, look at me, look at me, because I'm talking to you guys, so I can work him a little bit, ignore him. He can go do that, and then he'll come back and ask for more. Because um, you don't want to do super long training sessions either. You want to do five minutes or under. Just little chunks here and there. You want to end early before he's done with it, end early on a good note. You want it to be something super fun. You don't want it to be like, oh, gosh, it's that training time again. She's so annoying with this. You want it to be like, woohoo, I can't wait to do this. 
Okay, do you only train him since he'll be your dog? Um, Candy asked, not really. Technically, no. Um, I have been just because I like doing the puppy stuff a lot more than Rich does. Rich likes the leash work stuff. So he could take him and do some leash work stuff. Um, but, you know, Rich and Luke will pet him and, and cuddle with him a bit. Uh, you know, and his training, like I said, it's just been really short. I know, like I said, Gypsy, she got a lot more training time in when we got Roma last summer. I was like, okay, what's the least possible we can do and still get a really good dog? With him, with him, it's just, you know, let's work them as we can work them. So it took a while. He didn't want to, he didn't care about the clicker. And I want this clicker charge, like dynamite. I want to charge so when it clicks, he's like, yes, and he explodes out of position, right? I don't want it to be like, yeah, whatever. So I want to watch how much we do it, but still do it and do a good job at it. Mm -hmm. So um, so you can have different people. Now, if Rich did all the feeding and Luke did all the playtime and I did all the work, that's not going to be fair. Okay, but I also, well, I stole Rich's dog to be my service dog with Arrow. So it can work. You know, Aaron knew when he was working and whenever he wasn't working, my, um, my old Belgian Malinois. Um, but you have, it has to be the same. So like if, if I'm the one who feeds them, I'm the one who plays with them, Rich and Luke can also do some feeding and playtime. <laughs> I've been taking these Dayquil Nicole caplets capsules and he just got me Alka-Seltzer ones, but he just got home. Like I watched him pull up as I was logging on. Um, I don't have, Terry, I don't have any of the on-guard beadlets. If you have any extras, please let me know. Um, any candy update? I'm supposed to hear from them tomorrow now. It was supposed to be today, now it's supposed to be tomorrow, and they're supposed to contact me directly. So that means I have to turn my ringer back on my phone to see whenever they call. And then we're going to get, get her flown into Orlando or Tampa. Candy is our Doberman that we're reporting from Serbia. He's huge. He's cute. Yeah. I think something's going on because I'm sick and a lot of people I know are. Well, that's as long as I'm good in two weeks for going to Missouri, I'm good. And then hi, hi from Nova Scotia. Roman loves fetching socks. Okay, now back up. Is a dog ever too old to learn from a clicker? What if you have a dog who doesn't respond to the clicker? Um, those are great questions. Oh, I hate doing this whenever I blow my nose all the time. I'm sorry, guys. Um, you should have seen me sleeping last night, which didn't really happen. Ugh, it was terrible. Uh, if a dog doesn't respond to the clicker, you need to charge it better or more. So you can see I'm training him with treats right now. I'm not using his food because food coats my hand and it's gross. So I only do that if I have a, a towel to wipe off my hands afterwards um, because they spray on the vitamins and stuff afterwards. And so it ends up on your fingers and it's just disgusting. So I like treats better, plus treats are softer. They can eat them faster. So you could try that, Catherine. You could also try before you feed them anything, before you feed them a treat, before you feed them their food, have them sit. When they're sitting, take a picture of it with your clicker by clicking, and then put the food down. So that's what we did for Jenga for, like we do it all the time. Before we put his bowl of food down, it's a click, put the bowl of food down. Something we recommend to do our clients as well is, you know, before you feed your dog today, click and then put the food bowl down. It just helps charge up that clicker. And then you want to watch it too. You want to aim for really short training sessions. If your dog doesn't respond to it or your dog, you think he might be too old for it, 
do two minutes tops and set your timer on your phone because two minutes goes by faster than you think. And just do two minutes and you're done. You want to leave them wanting more. You don't want to be the creepy guy at the bar who doesn't know when enough's enough, right? You want to be like, oh my gosh, she's training me again. That's what you want. So that's how uh, we're doing the sit to the sit. Today we're capturing the down. Um, we, I told you we got a, a bag of toys from Remy's owners who it's awesome and he loves it. So he's been playing toys with Gypsy. Uh, and that's good. You know, a lot of the stuff that she can teach him is great. Uh-uh. Get off of there. Come on. Django. Touch. Good boy. So what was he doing? I have a place, a blue nine place over by the dresser. He was on it with his front paws up on the dresser, looking and sniffing like he was going to explore. But he wasn't really listening to the, uh-uh. So what did I do? Touch. This is why touch is one of the first things I teach is because it's amazing. Come here, pause up. So he also knows pause up, put his little pause up on me. So here he is this week. Oh, my big guy. Wow, look at it, it's your fans. Oh, and he got a bulb. He had a bulb. So he, like I said, he's much crankier whenever he's tired. So before outings, he gets naps. Um, we had Augie's mom come over today. Nope. Hold on. Django. Okay. So if he got down, so he was storming on the way down. So that means that he had to be still before I released him. So that's why I, I, I waited there for a second for him. When he stopped squirming, he got released. But he puts his little paws up. So we're working on paws up too. Paws up on my leg. Um, when he comes out of his crate, he wants to jump up and see me all the time. It's super cute. Look. So I can start again asking for it. And if I ask for it and he doesn't do it, uh-uh. Uh-uh is my eraser. Even if I don't ask for it, I want that eye contact. And then what I start doing, let me adjust this so you can see it a little bit more. What if I hold the tree down here and he looks at me? What if I move the treat and he still looks at me? So that's what I want, but I'm not going to start there. I'm going to start with him looking at me, him looking at me, him looking at me, me, me holding a treat, me holding a bag of treats, me moving the treats, me doing one of these type of things, moving my arms up and down while I wiggle them, doing jazz hands. And I want him to pay attention. So anyway, so Augie's mom comes out today to pick up Augie from his boot camp. And... Uh, and Jenga was outside. So she got to say hi to him. And he was like the best dog ever. And he he crawls up in her lap and gives her kisses and snuggles with her a couple times. It was really cute. So I love that. Uh, you know, that's that's the best, really. Now, when he's done with this, he'll get his dinner. He'll get to eat until he's full. Right now, he's at two cups twice a day. He doesn't finish them. <coughs> But he's welcome to eat whatever he wants to, plus the treats that we go through. So Gypsy, I watch what she gets fed, because I don't want her to be a little chunk of monk. But um, him, I don't care. You know, I really don't care how many treats he eats. I don't care how much food he eats. He's a puppy, you know. It works. So usually there's food left over in his bowl, and then Gypsy helps clear it out. Uh, or Rue does. Somebody helps clear him out. Wow, he's doing excellent with this. So... With him getting up, too, if he was staring at you, 
and you click and you hit room service them and he's still staring at you. You click and you room service them. The click doesn't end the behavior. So he's staring at me. I click, I reach. After I click, I reach. And I give it to him so he looks away from me. No, I can toss it too. And the tossing, it works if the other dogs aren't right there. If the other dogs are right there, they're going to try to grab it first, uh, which we don't want. Uh, what else are we working on? We are working on um, take and hold, just the very, very basics of it. And what that is, I did a video of this yesterday. Okay, go play. Take and hold is with my finger. How we've taught take and hold in the past is we teach them, I'm going to hold the top of your muzzle, I'm going to hold below your muzzle, I'm going to pop it open, I'm going to put something in it, I'm going to hold it shut, I'm going to let go of it, I'm going to let go of it like this, but I'm going to be able to touch it if I need to. Okay, that's how we taught take and hold. We've also taught it like, look at what I got, look at what I go get it. Both of them work to some degree. The one is a little too forceful. The other one is a little too cheerleader-y. And I don't want to be a cheerleader. I don't. Um, but I want him to want to do it. So what we started doing is another knee popo because we're trying to raise him the knee popo way, which means if I'm going to teach him to do something like stand, which we've also started working on, I want him to think it's his own idea. So I want him to stand, and I'm going to click. So he was standing there, so I clicked because I want him to think it's his own idea, so he wants to do it with heart and soul. Uh, you know, if I'm going to get him to sit, I'm not going to lure. I didn't lure him with food. You know how everyone lures the food from the nose to between the ears? I didn't do that. I don't want that. I want him to think it's his own idea. So you have to capture a lot of stuff, which means setting up the situation to make him successful, and it means patience, a lot of patience. Because it's true, Guns N' Roses totally had it right and that all you need is patience. Yeah, yeah, patience, yeah, okay? Um, where's he at? He's over here. Okay, so Heaven Gyps, you're gonna play for a few minutes. So take it hold, we've done it, like I said, usually one of the two ways, the go fetchy type or the I'm gonna pop it in your mouth and you're gonna hold it. Um, the Nipopo way is a little bit different, so I did a video on it where you teach him to target your finger like this. So he, he targets it, he knows touch, he knows touch, he knows touch. And then you don't click for it. He's like, well, why didn't I get a click? And if he touches it with his mouth, you can click and treat that. And then you do the mouth for a few times. And then no more click for the mouth. You want an open mouth. Then you want to be able to position just the right way and just the right pressure. So because I'm not getting him so ramped up with, look at the toy, look at the toy, look at the toy. Woo, go get the toy. It's doable. <laughs> You know, because I don't want little finger holes all in my finger, or teeth holes all in my finger. That's not going to be fun at all. But I also don't want him to get all crazy bonkers from the beginning, because we did that with Arrow. That was one of the mistakes we made with Arrow, which was when we taught him tug, we didn't teach him a good out. So you have to train in opposites. So that's why we're working on down. I'm working on stand along with sit. Um, working on look, working on the sit stay, working on capturing the down, working on pause up, working on off. Off is the opposite of pause up, pause up, and then off, okay? So we're doing all that stuff. Well, it's taken up. So the let go has to be just as fun as the take and hold. If the take and hold is way more fun and arrow with his, his toys and his bite and his retrieves, the let go is nowhere near as fun as the take and hold and grab and bring it. So 
we want that from the get-go. So that's what we're working on is you take it all, click and treat. So the click is super fun. The release is super fun. But I don't have to cheerlead, which not feeling good. I really don't want to cheerlead anyway. So it works out really nicely. Uh, so if you want to see that, it's a video. Now I also have this is all going into a playlist on YouTube. Django, however old he is, like this would be week 10. <coughs> and whatever it is. Whatever it is that we're working on. These videos this week are going to be super fun with me talking like this. But, <coughs> but like I said, the nice thing is it's all available for free on our YouTube. So our YouTube channel is Dream Dogs, D-R-E-A-M-D-O-G-Z. The playlist is Django Service Puppy and Training. And like I said, this is what we're going to be doing weekly is, is what we're working on with them. Uh, we didn't do, so after we did comic book day on Saturday, we had to get home because we had to go home. One of the boot camp dogs was going home. So we uh, we just swung through a fast food place. We didn't go into any sit-down place. He is not ready for a sit-down place. So whenever he is, we'll do it at home first at the table, make sure he's good. Uh, and then we'll do it at an outdoor dog-friendly restaurant first. Well, second, I guess, before we go to an, an, a sit-down indoor place. So Rich adores McAllister's. Um, we went there, I think, like a week or so ago. So he's probably ready to go back. So when I'm feeling better, we're probably going to hit McAllister's and bring him and see how he does with it. Uh, we also have Brownwood really close to us, which has a lot of outdoor shops. And it's the outside of it's dog-friendly. Some of the shops are dog-friendly. So I'm probably going to go there. Now, being a service dog in training, he can go with me places that most service dogs can't except He's 10 weeks old and he's not fully house trained yet. So when we go in, it's only once he's pottied outside and we make it less than five minutes inside. And I'm watching him like a hawk the whole time. Uh, so, you know, like I said, when we go to McAllister's, we'll sit outside. We'll sit, you know, far away from everybody on the patio. One of the end tables just so, you know, and it's by bushes and stuff. And then we also have the cleanup kits that I showed you last week too. Um, let me know what questions, guys, because I'm coming to a close. I'm sorry it's a short one this week, but I can't. I can't talk much longer. Uh, he's working with the boot camp dogs. You know, he walks by. We have a human aggressive one and we have a dog aggressive one. He's learning to keep his distance from them. The human aggressive also doesn't care much for dogs coming by or crate. So that works out really good. Uh, but like I said, I want short, short, short training sessions with him. I don't want to go for an hour. You can't. And I know when we do privates, it's an hour. Honestly, our private should be about a half hour. And that's like half the time working working with the dog and half the time um, talking with the human. But because we live out in the boonies, we do hour-long sessions. When I do video sessions, I try to keep them in a half hour because that's all that's needed. <laughs> My voice is dying down from that, right? Thank you. You know what I've been eating today, Candy? Ice cream. Because I don't have to chew it. It just goes down. Uh, we got some chicken soup too, but it's not the greatest. So I need to, to either make up some or buy some good stuff. <clears throat> so if you guys do have any questions, let me know. Message me, um, text me, email me, and I'll address it next week or do a little quick video because, like I said, they'll all be up on that YouTube playlist. Until then, I'm having fun with him. Um, check him out on Instagram. It's Malinois Service Dog, all one word. Uh, and then we're on Facebook. And then our How to Train Your Service Dog podcast and how to join your service dog Facebook group, okay? 
I will let you know. Hopefully next week we'll have the Doberman in too. We'll have Candy in so we can talk about her and him and what you do. Sound good? Sounds good. Have a good week, guys.